the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This podcast is brought to you by Dr. Kirk Elliott, Ph.D. In an uncertain economy, if you're looking for wealth management solutions and financial advice, go to KirkElliottPhD.com and make an appointment today. Hi, everybody. I am Monica Crowley in today and all week for my good friend, Dinesh D'Souza. Really appreciate you being here for all of these pre-Christmas shows. Well, today we've got another really great, fun, and important show coming up. We're going to talk about the left's cheat codes. We're also going to talk about the Colorado Supreme Court and the continuing ongoing lawfare against not just President Trump, but the rest of us. We're also going to have a very important chat with Julie Beeling. Uh, she's written a book and done a fantastic new movie about Marxism in America. Knowledge is power. You got to know your enemy to deal with your enemy. Also, I'm going to tell you which celebrities have promised to bounce out of America if Donald Trump is reelected. We can only hope. Buy, share. Don't forget to please check out my podcast, the Monica Crowley podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and on social media, Instagram, I'm at Monica Crowley underscore, and Twitter and True Social, I'm at Monica Crowley. This is the Dinesh D'Souza Show. America needs this voice. The times are crazy in a time of confusion, division, and lies. We need a brave voice of reason, understanding, and truth. This is the Dinesh D'Souza Podcast. Okay, guys, we've got a lot to get to on today's show because, once again, we have proof that we are under assault in America and the country is hanging by a thread. I want to uh, start with one of my all-time favorite shows is Friends. Okay, I'm sure that's a controversial comment. You guys can come for me in the comments, like my unpopular Taylor Swift opinion from yesterday. Um, But Friends is one of the all-time classic comedies. And as I was watching the news last night with regard to the Colorado Supreme Court and their decision to disqualify President Trump from the primary ballot, which we're going to take apart here in a second. But I was thinking about I was thinking about it and how I wanted to frame it for today's show and also for my podcast and the scene from Friends. Let me set it up for you, because nobody else, I guarantee you, nobody else in media is going to apply Friends to what the Colorado Supreme Court did to President Trump yesterday. Okay, this is why you come to this show, to Dinesh, and to me. So there's an episode, actually, there's a narrative arc in Friends, where the the couple of the series is Ross and Rachel, and it's will they get together, won't they get together, they drag that out for a couple of seasons, finally they get together, and then the relationship kind of hits a wall, because Rachel's working all the time, and so they're not together, and there's a lot of tension. 
So at one point, they have a huge argument, and uh, Rachel says, well, I think maybe we should take a break. And so they go on a break in their relationship. Finally, after a couple of episodes, they're both miserable. Ross goes off and sleeps with someone else, and it becomes a whole thing. We were on a break. But when they reconcile and they get back together, they're kind of lying together, very intimate. They're so happy that they're back together. And uh, Rachel says to Ross, you know, everybody was really skeptical that I would get back together with you and that this would work again. And Ross is like, why? And Rachel says, well, my mother was all once a cheater, always a cheater. And of course, Ross goes ballistic, right? And they end up storming away from each other. The reason I'm raising this particular exchange between Ross and Rachel on Friends is because it directly applies to the Democratic Party. It applies to the left. It applies to the system, the regime. Once a cheater, always a cheater. You need to understand that the left knows, the Democrats know that they cannot win without cheating. They cannot win based on their candidates. They cannot win based on their messaging. They cannot win based on their policies or their politics. They can only win based on cheating. One exception is if they have an exceptional candidate, and I I use the word exceptional as like the global exceptional, like a Barack Obama. Absent someone like an Obama that lit the country on fire, um, they have to cheat. Now, as many of you guys know, um, my very first job out of college was with former President Richard Nixon. Nixon and I spent a pretty good deal of time talking about the 1960 presidential election. That election, he ran, he was a sitting vice president, he ran against John F. Kennedy, and he and Kennedy were friendly in the U.S. Senate. I mean, they worked very well together. Um, that election was the first modern one. And of course, fraud has been going on since the beginning of time. Dinesh has done an entire movie on this. Okay. So we all know it. The left has been doing this in the modern times, at least since 1960. President Nixon and I talked about it. And Nixon was actually presented with concrete evidence of election fraud on election night in his hotel suite. They brought him concrete evidence of voter fraud in three states, Illinois, which was still a swing state at the time, Cook County, the daily machine. They were rigging the machines in the back. So just to be clear, this is how they rigged it in 1960 with, remember the old metal voting machines and you'd go in and you'd pull the lever and the curtain would go back and then you'd go in and you'd press down the metal levers, right? So the way they rigged those machines in 1960 was that for every voter who went in to the machine and pulled it, if you went in and you voted for Mr. Kennedy and you clicked the lever in the back, the Kennedy lever would go down. If you went in and voted for Mr. Nixon and pulled the lever in the back, both levers went down. So... Every single voter going into those rigged machines was actually voting for Kennedy, even if he went in and voted for Nixon. So Nixon and I talked about it extensively. 
And now what's happened is that the left and the Democrats have brought in this whole systematic rigging into the 21st century with very sophisticated techniques as Dinesh and others have deconstructed very effectively. So that's one part of the equation. But here's the key in the era of Donald Trump. They can't just do garden variety rigging anymore because Trump is not just a candidate. Trump is leading a movement. And it's not just a political movement. This is a spiritual movement as well. Okay. So again, you know, at the beginning of the week, we talked about the spiritual nature of this war. The spiritual nature of the war is happening on a much higher plane. The politics are lower, but it's all interrelated. So the left knows that it cannot win and it can't beat this thing with its average run of the mill rigging. It's got to pull out all of the stops. And what we are now seeing is lawfare against President Trump, but it's also lawfare against the America First movement. It's lawfare against you and me, and it's lawfare in this kind of spiritual dimension as well. I want to hit a quick break because I'm going to put all of the pieces of this together, including going back to 2016 and then 2020, bringing it into today and what they're doing. And we're going to talk about the Colorado Supreme Court decision as well and how that is an integral element of everything we're talking about. Guys, it is all working together. You need to understand it so that you can see it clearly. Coming right back. Okay, guys, we all know the holidays are crazy and we're all exhausted, right? We all need a really good sleep. Best way to get great sleep? My pillow. My pillow is now excited to bring you their biggest bedding sale ever and just in time for this crazy holiday season. For a limited time, get the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98. I've got them. They're amazing. I sleep like a baby. And for me, that's hard to do. Also, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98 and rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. And guys, I have to tell you, I've got the mattress topper. It's amazing. You just kind of sink into the bed and boom, you're out. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. So don't leave Fido out of this equation, okay? Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more, all with the biggest discounts of the year happening right now. They're also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2024, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, and everybody you know. So go to MyPillow.com and use promo code DINESH or call 800-876-0227 and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products. Once a cheater, always a cheater. Uh, the Democrats, the left, the propaganda press, big tech, the culture, Hollywood, all of it. Once a cheater, always a cheater. Keep that in mind. So... The actual tyrants are on the march, going through lawfare now to try to stop Donald Trump. And again, it's so much bigger than Trump. This is about stopping the America First movement. 
Okay. So all of these people who are out there now screaming about, uh, threats to democracy. Donald Trump is a threat to democracy. You and I are threats to democracy. Those same people are the actual threats to democracy. Okay. So we all know the left, all of these operatives on the left, these Democrats, uh, the people in the press who amplify all of this evil. They are masters of projection. So they accuse Donald Trump and all of us of what they themselves are guilty of. You see it every single day. And again, once your eyes are open to it and you see it, you can't unsee it. You'll be hyper, hyper aware of their masterful, really, projection. So the actual tyrants now are completely freaked out because they realize they can't use their routine kind of rigging going into 2024. Let's take a step back, okay? Because we need to understand the nature of what we're facing, which is fundamentally evil. 2015, Donald Trump comes on the scene and everybody was kind of laughing it off. In fact, I remember being on with Bill O'Reilly and then Don Imus, two very tough sons of guns, okay? And I was on with them a couple of days after Trump came down the escalator. Everybody was having a hearty chuckle. Everybody was laughing it off. It's a vanity run. He's got to last two weeks. He's not going anywhere. And I remember being on with O'Reilly. And I remember saying, um, you know, stop laughing. Do not underestimate him. He's going to pull the whole thing off. And that was one comment, one out of what, 20 years of O'Reilly being on Fox News that actually like shut him up. <laughs> And O'Reilly is still my friend. Okay, but that, like, he was taken aback at that because nobody was saying it within, like, 48, 72 hours after Trump announced. But I saw that there was something different. And what I saw was that Trump was outside of the system, which was going to make him incredibly powerful to lead a new movement. But it was also going to make him a number one uh, threat to the system and, therefore, the number one target of the system. And so it came to be. So from 2015, when he started to gain a lot of traction through the election in 2016, all throughout his presidency, to this very day, he remains the number one target for the system. The system is the uni party. It's the deep state military industrial complex, the propaganda press, the, the culture, big tech, all of the very powerful vested interests in this country see Trump as a threat for one reason. He is standing up for you and me. America first. I mean, imagine this, guys. The U.S. Senate is still in session. The House bounced last week. The Senate is still in session as we speak. Why? Not because they're trying to hammer out some good for you and me. No, no, no. They're still in session a couple of days before Christmas because they are desperate to get money to Ukraine. Not to you and me, not to the southern border, not to our cities that are in total collapse, to Ukraine. So this is what it's like with America last. It all, uh, America last enriches and empowers them. Which is why when you have a guy on the outside of the system that is not beholden to them, putting America and Americans first, can't have that. Can't have that. So he's been in the crosshairs ever since the Russia hoax 
that plunged this country into a multi-year nightmare and cost us God knows how much money. Two fake impeachments, okay? And all of that was before or relatively like going into the 2020 election. So let's isolate 2020, shall we? Because that is the key to what we're going to experience next year, right? 2020. Think about it. A lot of people have blocked this out because that year was so traumatic. But we need to recall what they did. They were so desperate to stop Donald Trump that they launched a novel virus out of China, had it spread around the world, shut down the global economy to stop the roaring Trump economy, which they all knew was going to reelect him. They had Antifa and Black Lives Matter find a pretext to burn down the country. And we now know the truth about the George Floyd incident, which was not murder by cop, but he died of a drug overdose. They don't care. They created the narrative, searched for the pretext, and boom, burned down the country, created all of that chaos, then rigged the election in ways that Dinesh has delineated so brilliantly and other ways as well. They And then the cherry on top was January 6th, which was a fence erection. And we're going to get to Colorado here in the Supreme Court in a minute. All of that to stop one man. All of that to stop you and me. All of that to stop America first. That's how powerful Donald Trump is. That's how much of a threat he is to all of the vested interests. And if you think, and I'm speculating here, but putting all the pieces together, If you think for one second that it was a coincidence that this novel virus was launched out of Wuhan, China, when Donald Trump was the only modern American president to take on the Chinese Communist Party, well, I don't know what to tell you. When you start putting the pieces together, you realize that the globalists, the deep state, and the uniparty machine here in the U.S., The Chinese Communist Party, they all had a connected, vested interest in stopping Donald Trump and the America First movement. So I give you that reminder as a way of saying 2024, which is just a week or two away, we've got a brace for what they have planned. I don't know what they have planned. But I know that they do not lack imagination and creativity to plunge the country and the world into an absolute catastrophic nightmare to protect their own interests and stop Trump. Let's hit another quick break. More on the other side. Okay, guys, we all know that under Biden with Bidenomics, the economy is incredibly uncertain. The best way to combat that kind of economic uncertainty is to diversify your portfolio. Diversify your savings with physical precious metals while stockpiling silver in your home safe. It's Birch Gold Group's most popular special of the year. Now through December 22nd, for every $5,000 you spend with Birch Gold, they will send you a one-ounce Silver Eagle coin 
for free. So just text Dinesh to 989-898 to claim your eligibility now. You can purchase gold and silver and have it shipped directly to your home or have Birch Gold's precious metal specialist help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold for no money out of pocket. And they'll send you free silver for every $5,000 you purchase. Keep it for yourself. You can hoard it or you can give something with real value as a stocking stuffer this year. Everybody going into their stockings, seeing that silver, their eyes are going to light up. Just text the keyword Dinesh to 989-898 to claim your eligibility. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, now is the best time to buy gold from Birch Gold. Text Dinesh to 989-898 and claim your eligibility for free silver on qualifying purchases before December 22nd. So we know that they are going to plunge all of us into absolute chaos next year, especially when once Trump clinches the nomination. But this has been ongoing now for eight years, guys, since he came down the escalator in 2015. Seems like an eternity ago, but it also seems like just yesterday. One of the major elements to this that we all know, there are known knowns like this lawfare against Trump, but then there are unknown unknowns, as Secretary Rumsfeld used to talk about. And we don't know what those unknown unknowns are going to be, okay? Because there was no way to foresee a crazy virus in 2020 and Antifa and Black Lives Matter burning down the country. No way to anticipate what they have prepared. But like I said, they do not lack an imagination. So whatever they're going to have going is going to be probably pretty catastrophic, now, I, I want to make mention of this new Netflix movie by Barack and Michelle Obama, who have a big deal with Netflix. They have produced this new movie called Leave the World Behind, something like that. Julie Roberts is in it. Um, Ethan Hawke, I think. I've not yet seen it. But based on what I have read about it, it does seem like predictive programming. And what it's predicting is a global communications breakdown like a massive cyber attack so that our phones, our laptops, nothing is going to work. You won't even be able to start your car because most of that now is electric. So an absolute catastrophe. I don't know if that's what they have planned for next year, but we better start thinking in that direction and bracing for it and preparing ourselves and our families because I can guarantee you next year is not going to be a pretty picture. They're absolutely desperate. The lawfare element of this, which we do know about, is going to throw us more surprises, though. Like it did yesterday with the Colorado Supreme Court. They disqualified President Trump from the primary ballot, and they based it on the 14th Amendment and the prohibiting of anybody engaged in insurrection um, from holding high office. Now, a lot of constitutional scholars like Mark Levin and there are others have taken a real legal look at this. I'm not a lawyer, so I rely on them and their analysis. And they have said, no, the 14th Amendment does not apply in this case. It does not apply to the presidency. It certainly doesn't apply to Donald Trump. This is going to be thrown out by the Supreme Court. 
And in fact, Trump put out a statement yesterday condemning the Colorado Supreme Court, all Democrats. And, you know, it was a four to three vote on the Colorado Supreme Court. And the four who voted to disqualify Trump look exactly like you would think they would look. Okay. That's all. Just go look them up. Okay. Looks like the New York judge, Egeron, or whatever his name is. They're all out of central casting for radical communists. And yes, I do mean communists. So we're going to talk to Julie Belling here in a minute about communism in America. So these four unelected, unaccountable justices in Denver threw Trump off the ballot. Again, he is going to um, appeal this, but the communists don't even pretend to disguise their revolution anymore, guys. It's right up in our face because they can control everything. They control all of the levers of power, so they don't have any fear. They have no more fear of accountability or consequences because they literally control everything. Um, Vivek Ramaswamy uh, put out an extensive tweet last night, and it was tremendous. He wrote, quote, This is what an actual attack on democracy looks like. In an un-American, unconstitutional, and unprecedented decision, four unelected Democrat judges are barring President Trump from the ballot in Colorado. And then he goes on, but he makes another really important statement. He said, I pledge to withdraw from the Colorado GOP primary unless Trump is also allowed to be on the state's ballot. And I demand that Ron DeSantis, Chris Christie, and Nikki Haley do the same immediately or else they are tacitly endorsing this illegal maneuver, which will have disastrous consequences for our country. Now it goes on and the statement is really powerful, but good for Vivek. This is how it's done. No fear, since they have no fear, we must also have no fear. You get right up in their grill and then you call out everybody else in the uni party, including your fellow Republicans here, to take the same stand. And if you don't, well, then we know where you stand. Country is hanging by a thread. We are at war and you're not going to take a stand because orange man bad and you don't like mean tweets. Oh, no, 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 no. So good for the date. This is how it's done. Now, our friend Dinesh D'Souza, um, he also put out a phenomenal tweet last night. I was texting with him last night. I want to read Dinesh's tweet. Quote, somehow the left's concept of saving democracy is, number one, keeping your political opponents off the ballot as the court just ruled in Colorado, two, arresting and locking them up, and three, inciting lunatics to violent action against them by claiming they are the new incarnations of Hitler. I thought that was brilliant. I told Dinesh, I'm like, I'm going to read it on your show tomorrow. <laughs> um, all of this is 100% on the mark. And I think, you know, if there is a silver lining in all of this, guys, it is that it's waking people up. Here's the point. The left can't not do it. And I know I used a double negative there, but I did for a reason. They can't not do it. They are so obsessed with, with seizing, maintaining, and exercising raw power that if and when somebody or something stands in its way, they have to discredit it, smear it, harass it, attack it, 
uh, disbar it, uh, disqualify it, uh, prosecute it, throw it in prison. They can't just go about anything in a moderate kind of way. They're incapable because they're revolutionaries. This is what revolutionaries do, guys. This is a Marxist revolution that we have been subject to now for decades, but it's at the tipping point now because they've seized every lever of power. But it's also part of the uh, downfall of most Marxist revolutionaries because they take it too far, because they go into overkill. They jump the shark. Marxists always jump the shark, and they have here. You know, it's like if you own a small business and it's a cash business, like let's say a dry cleaner, and you have a, a, a cash register because you're taking cash and you have an employee that's stealing from you. That employee, if that employee is a smart thief, they'll take five or 10 bucks a week out of the register. But most people are greedy and they're not that smart. And so what they do is they'll take a hundred bucks out of the register and guess what? The alarms go off. You're doing your account and you see you're a hundred bucks and now you know you have a thief. The same thing is happening here. Okay. Once a cheater, always a cheater. Now the American people can see exactly what's going on. And I predict an even greater surge for Donald Trump, not just in the GOP primary where he's leading by 50, 60, even 70 points, but in the general election because people are now awake. The left got too greedy. And what they're demonstrating right now is Donald Trump's proof of worth. So, you know, when somebody is taken hostage and kidnapped, um, the police, the FBI, when the FBI and the police were good, okay, they will ask for proof of life before they start negotiating. What the left is doing right now is proof of worth of Donald Trump and America first. So in many ways, they're doing us a really big favor. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk to Julie Belling about communism because she was in Russia. She's seen it firsthand. She's going to bring us the warnings next. All right, guys, Christmas is right around the corner, and I can't think of any gift that's better than feeling good again, right? When you have your health and you feel good, there is nothing better, including a new car, which I also need, but I also need Relief Factor. Relief Factor is the gift that helps people relieve pain and feel good once again. Relief Factor is a daily supplement that helps your body fight back against pain. 100% drug-free, Relief Factor was developed by doctors searching for a better alternative for pain. Relief Factor uses a unique formula of natural ingredients, including turmeric and omega-3s, to help reduce or eliminate the everyday aches and pains you're experiencing. Whether it's neck, back, joint, or muscle pain, Relief Factor can help you feel better. Unlike pills that simply mask your pain for a short amount of time, Relief Factor helps support your body's natural response to inflammation, so you feel better all day, every day. See how Relief Factor can help you with their three-week kickstart kit. It's only $19.95, and it comes with Relief Factor's 
feel better or your money back guarantee. So why not give it a try? Visit relieffactor.com or call them 800 for relief That's 800, the number four, relief. When you feel the difference, you know it works. Well, in that last break, our producer, Brian, was saying to me, Monica, you're so in your element. And I was like, yeah, because I'm talking about Marxism and communism. Unfortunately for me, that's my element. Okay. Because I have been studying Marxism and communism for a very, very long time. And I know how they operate. I know how they think. And what we are being subjected to now is a Marxist revolution that has been ongoing here in this country for a very long time. Right now, I want to turn to a real expert who has seen this firsthand and has done some incredible work to open everybody's eyes to it. I'm delighted to welcome Julie Beeling. Julie is, uh, she was a missionary in Russia in the late 1990s. And I definitely want to ask her about that because that is a fascinating experience that informs so much of what we're talking about. She's also a homeschool mom, yay, and a filmmaker. Her new film, and there's a book by the exact same name, is called Beneath Sheep's Clothing, The Communist Takeover of Culture in the USSR and Parallels in Today's America. The uh, website for the film is BeneathSheepsClothing.com. The documentary website is also BeneathSheepsClothing.movie. And you can find her on social media at Julie A. Beeling, B-E-H-L-I-N-G. So please go check her out in all of those locations. And Julie joins us now. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, of course, it's my pleasure. We have so much to break down. (laughs) Julie, we've got a lot to excavate here. Uh, First, congratulations on the film and the book, Beneath uh, Sheep's Clothing. We can see it over your head there. Uh, The book, it's a very important uh, time for this kind of message, for you to bring this to everybody. Before we get into it, as I mentioned in your intro, you were a missionary in Russia in the late 1990s. So wall had come down. Russia was in chaos uh, after the collapse of the Soviet Union. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what that experience was like and how it informed your approach to talking about where we are in America today? Yeah, I mean, I was just your average American kid going to school and I, and I went to college. Um, and then afterwards I went to Russia on my mission and definitely living for a year and a half in a post communist society was very eye opening. I saw a lot of poverty. I saw a lot of, especially the older people, a lot of trauma, people who had been obviously traumatized. And I do, I knew very little about Soviet history at the time when I was there, before I was there. I think the first time I heard of the Gulag was when I was in Russia as a missionary and really knew very, very little. Who, who in American schools learns about Russian and Soviet history? Almost no one. And it really, actually, the thing that shocked me the most um, during my time as a missionary was out of maybe like a thousand people that I asked if they believed in God, can you guess how many people said no? Mm-hmm. All of them. One. One. Yeah. yeah. One person said they didn't believe in God. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Everyone else said yes. Either they, yes, they did believe, did believe in God or they didn't know, but they were open to it. And so 70 plus years of communist rule and forcible implementation of atheism, even just a few years after the collapse of that system, 
and most of the populace still believed in God or was, was open to it. That's pretty incredible. It is really incredible. And it shows the strength of the character of the Russian people and the power of faith as well. Um, because every communist system bans God. So let's talk about that. Okay. Right. Because that, that's the critical first element. And then the politics and the economics of Marxism all come secondary. One of the very first things that communists do when they seize power is ban God, any kind of organized religion, any kind of worship. And the reason for that is because the state is supposed to replace God. The state is supposed to be your everything, your job, your community, your family, your paycheck, your friends. It is the state. That's supposed to replace all of that. So the state cannot compete with a higher being. So it's got to ban it. And that's why in every communist country, the the churches go underground and people still find a way to worship, but it's very difficult and a lot of persecution. So can you talk about what um, you saw in Russia and then what you're seeing the parallels today in the United States with this kind of increased secularism? Yeah, so I really... um after I, my mission, I came back to the U.S. and I got a dual master's in Russian and East European studies and Russian language and literature. And then I studied Soviet history, um, Russian literature of the 20th century, and really it was heartbreaking. And then I wrote my master's thesis on underground Christian movements in the Soviet Union and their survival tactics and the tactics of the Soviet state to try to dismantle Christianity. And that's where I really gained for two years. I was like neck deep in this primary source material and really um, absorbing what happened to Christians in the Soviet Union. And I focused on the, the post-World War II, the Soviets kind of retooled their tactics. Their early tactics were very crude. It was, you know, arrest, imprison, execute clergy, ban religion. Um, and, I mean, there were some exceptions to that, but it was pretty brutal. They realized that bred a lot of underground movement, Christian and religious movements. So, they decide, okay, we're going to stop persecuting all Christians and we're going to focus our efforts um, on persecuting just the fringe groups that everyone considers to be cults. It's low cost to persecute them, but it sends a message to everyone. And in the Soviet Union, those cults that they continued to, you know, arrest, send to the gulag, they were underground Baptists, underground Pentecostals, Seventh day Adventists, Jehovah's Witnesses. But then the mainstream churches were, they were allowed to print Bibles. After World War II, sure, print Bibles, sure. You can have a seminary. You can even have Bible conferences, Bible conventions. But they infiltrated those churches with KGB agents that went in posing as clergy. And they, they controlled the church from within. They had the sermons had to be approved. They, the, the new KGB clergy, you know, got the members to follow the new rules that the Soviet government implemented, which is, oh, you can't bring your children to church. They have to be 18 to go to church. Can't teach your children to pray at home. Not allowed. If someone wants to be baptized, there's a three-year wait list. So what I've seen in America parallel to that, um, we don't see Christians rounded up and sent to prison camps here in America. But we have seen um, a few cases of fringe movements that everyone considers to be cults receive very brutal treatment at the hands of our government. There's two main cases that are that were in the news in America in the last few decades. The Branch Davidians in Waco, Texas, 1993. The FLDS in Texas also, 2008. No one likes these groups. No one, most people don't agree with them. However, that doesn't mean 
that it's okay what the government did. That's a whole other thing. Then we have the communist infiltration of America's churches beginning over a century ago. And when I first discovered that, that really, my heart sank. Um, and there's a lot to tell about that. Yes. And I want to hit a quick break, but on that point, Julie, um, you know, people only now are starting to see with the FBI infiltrating the Catholic Church and the Department of Justice denying it, but there's all this documentation and things for the House Oversight Committee and other committees that are exposing, you know, that the uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland, the FBI Director Chris Ray, they'll go to Capitol Hill and lie to Congress committing perjury. Oh, we're not targeting Catholics. Well, yeah, you are. And we've got all this evidence, including the eyewitnesses, you know, people who have been targeted by this weaponization of our own government. All right. Hold tight, Julie. There's so much more I want to cover with you. This is an endlessly fascinating and terrifying uh, reality that we're in. So we've got more with Julie Beeling and her new book and film, Beneath Sheep's Clothing, coming up next. Well, during times of economic uncertainty and political upheaval, it's crucial to have a reliable source of financial guidance and insight. That's where Dr. Kirk Elliott, PhD, and his esteemed wealth management advisory firm come into play. Dr. Kirk Elliott has distinguished himself with not one but two PhDs in economics and theology and has built a reputation in expert financial solutions tailored to your unique needs. His firm specializes in wealth management, offering a comprehensive array of services to protect and grow your assets in an ever-changing world. In an environment filled with economic volatility and shifting political landscapes, finding a trusted partner during these challenges is essential. Dr. Elliott's firm employs cutting-edge strategies and an understanding of the markets to guide you toward financial success. Go to kirkelliottphd.com slash Dinesh and book an appointment and they will explain their process about investing. That's kirkelliottphd.com slash Dinesh and that's Elliot with two L's and two T's or call them or text 720-605-3900. Okay, welcome back. We're rejoined by Julie Beeling. Her new film is called Beneath Sheep's Clothing. And there's a book by the exact same name. And it is about the communist takeover of culture in the USSR and how it applies to today. Um, so speaking of today, Julie, can you talk to us about who today's Marxists are? We talked before the break about the weaponization of the American government and the DOJ and FBI. And I think a lot of Americans think of Marxists as, you know, Vladimir Lenin and Joseph Stalin and people of the past in a foreign country. But talk to us about uh, who the American Marxists are, where they are, who they are and what they're doing. Sure. And I'll go one step further. I'm going to talk about the five groups of people that are Marxist communist enablers in America, because most people who spread communism, Marxism in America, they don't know that's what they're doing. So and that that's really important to understand. It's kind of like a pyramid. At the top, you've got the money bags, the puppet masters. And to be honest, these people are usually not communists themselves. In America, we've seen um, super capitalists fund funding communist agendas. 
And why is that? Because the super capitalists and the communists both are seeking a very high decentralized power in their hands. So they'll work together just fine. The next level down from the money bags is the avowed communists. That's a very tiny percentage of people in America that are true blue communists. Next level down is the fellow travelers. These are the leftists and progressives that they don't want communism. They don't want the mass murder and the starvation that come with communism, but they agree with the communists on a lot of things. So they work together to push things left and they feel good in the process of doing so. The next level down is the dupes, the people that fall for the the lines. Communism in, in the Soviet Union, it was bread, land, and peace that was promised to the masses. Bread, well, how did that work out for them? We had massive famine in Ukraine. The government came and took their bread. Peace. There was quite a lot of war, <laughs> a lot of bloodshed and 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 land. Yeah, the government came and took the land forcibly from the peasants. Now, here in America, we have it's equity. We're going to have this equitable future. No one's going to be left behind. We're going to help all the oppressed classes. That's what Marxism is. You you find an, a, a, an oppressed class of people or someone who can be made to feel oppressed. You find the oppressor. You say, hey, that's your oppressor. Come and tear that down and, and your life's going to be great. And then the communists come in into that power vacuum and seize control. It's about the centralization of power, but they have these nice sounding promises that people fall for. That's level one dupes. Level two dupes is the fi- the fifth group of people that are communist enablers. These are people who know that something's not right with these agendas. Something doesn't smell right, but they're too scared to speak out. They don't want to be called a bigot. They don't want to be called a homophobe. And so they keep quiet. And all of these groups are helping to enable these communist agendas. You know, Vladimir Lenin had a famous phrase, useful idiots, right? Yes. So the people who weren't aware of Marxist ideology and how Marxism functions in the real world, you know, they they could be workers who fall for the workers of the world unite slogan and the evil capitalists are exploiting me or college kids who are idealistic, who have no idea and everybody in between. We call them low information voters, but you, you get the idea. So what you just laid out is really critical that that pyramid of people who may not be avowed Marxist Leninists, but they are supporting the agenda, whether it's wittingly or unwittingly, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so in order for us to stop these agendas, we need to understand, do we fall in one of these five categories? And if so, what are we going to do about that? And of course, educating the populace is is crucial for this. And, you know, oh, yeah, it's really a tiny percentage of these avowed Marxists, but they 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 were paid, they were funded to infiltrate all aspects of our culture. We had Antonio Gramsci, an Italian Marxist, who who came up with cultural Marxism, a way to infiltrate the West so that it would fall to communism. They had to infiltrate education, the church, media, the legal system, and the family. And what do we see today in America? All of these cultural bedrock institutions are very badly damaged with Marxist ideologies. And we're in a very precarious position right now. We've got to do something Yeah. You know, I remember for years, Julie, being on TV, Fox News, Fox Business, other networks, and I would warn about what I called socialism. And the only reason I used the word socialism for years was because I didn't want to scare the bejesus out of everybody. But I knew it was Marxism. I knew it was straight up communism. And I remember like 
you know, going on with Bill O'Reilly, who again is still a friend, but I would talk about socialism. I'd talk about Barack Obama as a committed socialist and I'd get the reaction like, Crowley, you're crazy. Socialism. What are you talking about? There's no socialism here. And now it's full-blown Marxism. We talk about it very openly, as we should, but we have lost so much time. Julie, they've been at this for almost a century to knock over the United States and the West. So we are very late to the game here. What is your advice to the average American who might be hearing this conversation for the first time about how we can fight back? Right. Well, the good news is that there are more people in America who actually like America than there are of the people that want to destroy America. And if we can get enough people aware of these agendas and are just not going to go along with them, then we can stop this from being fully implemented. We need moms and dads and grandparents of of children and grandchildren who are in the schools. We need to realize that these have turned into indoctrination camps. They look like the types of schools that we went to when we were kids, but within the schools and the teachers, it's not their choice. It's the, it's the, curricula, the social and emotional learning and ethnic studies curricula that they are, they have to teach or they lose their job. That this is actually brainwashing our children. It's removing Judeo-Christian ethics as the foundational ideology of our children and replacing it with woke Marxism. And we need to remove our children from the schools. We need to deprogram our children. I'm sorry. It's hard. I'm, I'm, I myself homeschool my nine year old son and I'm a single mom. It's not easy. And I know, and we need communities to come together and help people who aren't able to homeschool, set up micro schools, um, work together. Then we have the churches. We need people to become aware of these agendas, educate their pastors. We need people to, to be worshiping. Uh, we didn't even have time to go into what the, the infiltration of the church looks like. That's a whole other topic. I hope people will watch the film Beneath Sheep's Clothing when it comes out in January. Um, because they'll get a good education on that. We need to know what that looks like within the church, and we need to just say, no, we're not doing that. Yeah, you know, I, that'll be a topic for a different day. I'd love to bring you back on my podcast. I'm sure Dinesh will have you back as well, because just this week, the Pope sitting at the Vatican in Rome said he was going to bless or allow priests to bless same-sex couples, right? So he is a communist out of Argentina. He's sitting at the top of the Roman Catholic Church. So there's a lot of this, and it's not just Catholic Church. It's Protestant churches. It's synagogues. It is across the board. So one final question for you, Julie, because I think the average American hearing this conversation gets terrified, and rightfully so, um, and gets overwhelmed. Because every direction they look in, they see that the Marxists have control. There's political Marxism with the complete takeover of our government and weaponization of government. They look at economic Marxism, uh, the kind of out of control spending and socialist economic programs. They look at educational Marxism that you're talking about, the indoctrination of our kids the takeover of our schools, and then they see cultural Marxism. So yes, it's Hollywood, movies, television, music, but it's also the drag shows for little kids and all of that kind of stuff, the gender agenda, all of that is cultural Marxism. And I think the average American feels very overwhelmed and might feel a little disheartened that we've let this happen to the country and then, you know, what can I do as a single person? So again, try to try to give people some real tools that they can use. And I know you do that in the film as well. 
but give them a right. sense of hope about turning this around and what they can do. Right. We're adults here and we need to look at the truth. And yet, like, listen, when, when I wrote most of my book between 2009 and 2011, and yeah, I was very, very disturbed. And then I, I had to, I set it aside. I had some other things I had to do and I kind of had a mental block. I couldn't finish the book. And then and I don't, I don't think I was supposed to finish it then. I set it aside for almost a decade. I came back to it and finished it in the early 2022. And even I was shocked at how much worse things were. And I was super freaked out for a couple of days, but then I just absorbed it. Okay. This is the reality. I've got to accept this now that I know what the enemy is now I know how to act to be able to defeat the enemy. If we don't understand the enemy playbook, we have no chance of foiling it. We have to understand it. We have to accept it. We have to be big boys and big girls and literally understanding the agendas that alone is powerful. And if we have a massive, we are having a mass awakening right now already. We have, we have a chance of really preventing this from going full tilt. I think we can. I think we will. And I will do everything I can to make that possible. And I hope everyone listening will too. Open eyes and knowledge are power. And I want to thank you so much for being here. The book and the film are called Beneath Sheep's Clothing. And Julie, tell us where everybody can see the film and where they can get the book. Right. Go to beneathsheepsclothing.movie and watch the trailer. And there's also a link there to purchase the book if you'd like. All of our information, we have live premieres. In Phoenix, Arizona, January 11th, uh, St. George, Utah, January 12th, Salt Lake City, January 13th. And then we have our online premiere, January 19th. All the ticket information is available at beneathsheepsclothing.movie. Well, thank you so much for being here, Julie, and for producing this really important book and film. You are certainly doing your part to wake everybody up, open everybody's eyes, and arm them with the reality as terrifying it is, as it is, but you can't defeat the enemy within without knowing who the enemy is and what they're all about. So thank you so much, Julie. Great to see you. Thank you for having me. Got Well, it's the holiday season, and if you're like me, I love to go to the movies during this period of time. It's so much fun to get bundled up and go out and and see a great film. Well, this Christmas, the new movie from director George Clooney arrives. It's a rags-to-riches absolute crowd-pleaser based on the number one New York Times bestselling book. The inspirational true story about one of the most difficult sports in the world— and the 1936 University of Washington college rowing team that competed for gold at the Summer Games in Berlin will totally inspire you. This team rowed out of need, need to eat, need to sleep, and it gave them an edge that captures the power of working together to overcome all odds while rowing for America. They don't make movies like this anymore, and it's filled with wholesome content that makes it the ideal multi-generational movie for the holidays. Joel Edgerton and Callum Turner star in this exciting and incredible story of courage, hard work, and determination showcasing America at its very best. Believe in each other. Believe in the impossible. The boys in the boat. Opens Christmas Day in theaters only. Get your tickets right now, boysintheboatmovie.com. Okay, guys, as we wrap up today, we did a lot of really heavy stuff. Marxism. Oh, my God, I quoted Vladimir Lenin. 
<laughs> I'm always looking for a chance to quote Lenin. Um, but we cover some really heavy stuff, the weaponization of government, the attacks on Donald Trump and America first and what it's really all about proof of worth. Um, and then we just had that extensive and really important conversation with Julie Beeling about Marxism here in the United States. So I think because it's Christmas week, we're going to lighten it up in this last segment here. Had enough of Marxism for the day. Thank you. Although the fight always goes on. Um, speaking of President Trump, so you will recall in 2016 and then again in 2020, we had all of these celebrities saying Trump is the worst. And the idea of him as president just sends me. So if he is elected or reelected, I'm going to flee the country. To which we all say, bye. Vaya con Dios. Have a nice day. The country would be so much better off without all of y'all. Um, so we've had two rounds of these celebrities again in 16 and 20. Well, now heading into 2024, we have a new fresh list of celebrities who are now on the record saying, if Trump is reelected, they're out of here. Share. Girl, bye. Okay. I, Share has been talking about leaving the country since 2016. She's still here. Barbara Streisand is another one. Girl, you're also still here. You have a beautiful mansion in Malibu, married to James Berlin, beautiful life, just wrote your autobiography. By the way, all of these people have become tremendously wealthy and famous because of America, because we have or had a powerful free market system that enriched and empowered them, rewarded them for their talents. And yet they have zero respect for the country and the people that supported them, their fans that bought their albums, went to see their stupid movies, zero respect for us. Okay. So share Streisand, not a surprise. Miley Cyrus. Miley, Miley Cyrus, I would assume she's a crazy left-wing progressive, um, but she, she's leaving the country. Again, uh, Miley, you know, you've become incredibly rich because God gave you a beautiful gift, a tremendous voice like Streisand. Um, you would think you'd have a little bit of appreciation for the country that made you so famous and so rich, but no. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson, I think he has also said in the past that he would leave. Chelsea Handler, again, not a surprise because she's way out there. But I will say this, um, everybody else on this list has a real gift from God. So Cher, the acting, the singing, Streisand, same thing, Miley Cyrus, Samuel L. Jackson, brilliant actor. Um, Chelsea Handler to me, has no discernible gifts. Chelsea Gandler has no discernible talent. She hosted a couple of talk shows. Her Twitter feed is snark, and and her Instagram, I guess, it's all snark and sarcasm. If you want true snark and sarcasm, come to my Twitter feed. Come to my Instagram those those social media feeds are pure fire, and I am staying in America, and I do believe I have some talent. Uh, Chelsea Handler has zero. 
So if she were to leave, it's not like losing a national treasure like Barbara Streisand. Girl, bye. The other one on this list is Amy Schumer, who uh, has some actual comedic talent. She is uh, the Trainwreck movie is a great, very funny movie. Her stand-up is, well, her early stand-up is very good. The later stand-up, she starts to get woke. They always ruin it, right? Woke ruins everything. Communism ruins everything. And they get sucked into this wokeness like Disney. I mean, we have entire companies now, American iconic companies like Disney, sucking salt on their stock price, falling apart. Now, Disney will continue to exist, but because we are feeling our own power now, which we never really did before, we organically are making judgments on all of these people and on big companies like Disney and Target and Bud Light. Organically, we are now standing up saying, you want to go broke? Okay, that's your choice. Our choice is how we are going to spend our limited, under Joe Biden, our limited disposable income. And it's not going to be on your product, and it's not going to be on your new album, and it's not going to be on your new movie, and it's not going to be on your cans of beer. We're going to take our disposable income elsewhere. So all of these like boycotts, if you want to call them boycotts, they're all organic. Unlike the left, which is all astroturf and contrived all the time for Antifa and Black Lives Matter, it's all orchestrated. Our movements are all organic, and there is absolute power in those movements. So keep feeling your power and keep exercising your power, guys, because there are more of us than there are of them. And don't we know it? Okay, guys, thank you so much for joining me here today. As always, check out my podcast, the Monica Crowley podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. Yesterday's show, I have Tiffany, the pop icon on the show. Tomorrow, we're going to have some holiday cheer and uh, on my show, and we'll probably do it here too. I've got to talk about Mrs. Clinton. Mrs. Clinton is back on the scene, so hide the children. We're going to do that, so my show as well. Please go check it out. And check me out on social media. On Instagram, I am at Monica Crowley underscore. And on Twitter and True Social, I am at Monica Crowley. Big show here on the Dinesh D'Souza show tomorrow. Kevin Sorbo is going to join us. We're going to talk more about the culture. He's got a new... Uh, sorry. <clears throat> We're going to talk about the culture and his new Christmas movie. So big show, big couple of shows as we head into Christmas right here. Thanks so much. Have a great day and I will see you tomorrow. Subscribe to the Dinesh D'Souza podcast on Apple, Google and Spotify or watch on Rumble, YouTube and SalemNow.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.